Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from the NSA Media Team. I just want to thank you for making the What Have You podcast part of your weekly routine. To make it easier to keep up with each episode, the What Have You podcast will become its own channel starting in late January. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the What Have You podcast in addition to the New St. Andrews podcast. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the show. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're here to talk about what we have. Well, what do you have? I <laughs> Last time we... Well, okay, this this goes back to the Do new, we need to confess about yeah. our new already recorded podcast that yeah. we threw away? New Year's resolution. We're like, okay. <laughs> it's such okay. a picture of it's New like, Year's. We're going to have these things go up on Tuesday. Let's try and record them on the previous Thursday. That would be amazing. There it is. It's in the tank. It's ready to go. If we need to do something about it, we can. We have a few days to alter it. And we and we hit the ground running. We We recorded on Thursday. Thursday, right out there. But But (laughs) (laughs) we discovered that like we always think that we're bad at night. You know, like oh, at night we're gonna be so dreary. This was hardcore worst (laughs) case scenario. (laughs) This was like early afternoon. No. I came straight. I came straight from class. I was totally brain dead after teaching four periods <laughs> in a row. I hadn't had breakfast or lunch, and I had a weird headache. And, and I was, I was rededicating myself to my old system of only drinking one cup of coffee at five fifteen in the morning, yeah, and then waiting can't. until after dinner. So in the afternoon, you can't imagine I was how flat this was. Bleh. We kind of sat there. We did an entire podcast. Rachel was recommending recipes <laughs> that were named things like Blarg, <laughs> and I was going no, like, and, I was uh, like, oh, Blarg. There were a lot of like silences, and then it was like no sooner did we close up shop that we were both like, we've got to throw that away. That was awful. <laughs> so we should have just stopped earlier on stopped yeah, ourselves uh-huh. up but we did I think the thing was I didn't know if you thought it was as bad as I thought it was and, <laughs> and probably vice versa it, it made it through on um, both of us made it through to our consciences that no that was a bad episode it all felt very gray yeah so it was like, about we my coffee kind of, we my coffee kind of like withdrawals. laughing throughout oh yeah though, but, but in it was, my but yeah with in, a sort of tinny so I was sound. I was giving myself a week to adapt back to my schedule sure and I was like, it's going to take a little while. You know, yeah. like I start trying to do things. It's like just trying to hone in on a schedule that's really productive and whatever. And I knew it was probably going to take me like a week to get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And that was Thursday that we recorded it. On Friday, I had an amazing moment. It was like, <laughs> I was, it was on my way to go pick the kids up at school. Mm-hmm. And you know when you go to put a coat on and you put it on one arm and then you reach behind you to catch the other arm? Yeah. Well, I was failing to catch the other arm. Yeah. And I (laughs) had this moment where I'm standing there trying to get my jacket on and I actually thought, man, I'm actually doing a lot better today. I think it's come together for me, like about (laughs) my schedule. When I realized I was trying to put Moses' jacket on. So I'm trying to squeeze myself into a 3T <laughs> jacket while congratulating myself 
on being more up and at it. And I was like, of the t- all the timing and all the land, I'm reaching around like, why does this seem so restrictive? <laughs> Turns out I'm not a 3T anymore. Oh, darn. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, so anyway, we threw that one away, guys, and now and we're you're back. Glad. We're back in black, but it is once again night. Basically, when the thing is due. Like, yeah, but that's okay because it's our second run through. It's our run. So tonight, yeah. when you called me, Becca calls and she's like, "How about seven thirty? Can you do seven thirty? And I start answering, but I was in the middle of of starting some sourdough dough, and for some reason, when I went to put the kosher salt in. I like, you know, you tear the scale, so I was back. I was just going for 20 grams of salt to add to this dough. But I have the whole bowl full of dough, and I'm adding 20 grams of salt Mm -hmm. and 50 grams of water. But anyways, I go, so because it's 50 grams of water, I'm shaking the salt out of there. Just like, this seems like a lot of salt. Yeah, this seems like a lot of salt. And then I'm like, I've done that before. I was going to 50 grams on the salt instead Mm -hmm. of 20. And I actually having the thought that this seems like more salt than I should be using, but just pressing on anyways. <laughs> so when you called me, I had both hands in picking the salt off of the oh. top. So I had salty dough hands that I was like trying to get rid of the excess salt. Oh no. And then you called me and the way that I answered it, I have a slippery I have a vest on. Like a puffy vest. It was kind of slippery. So between that, my salty hands and my cheek wrongly given dominion over the scream I think I hung up on you yeah you did but I couldn't that remove that explains some of the deep silence that yeah. I was in <laughs> yeah well but I couldn't get it off of my ear Face, yeah. but then it was like dialing again you know like like mm. and so I, that's you told me that you couldn't get through for a while well mm-hmm. I on my end there was a whole lot of noise making like we were trying to reconnect things were happening and then I pull it off and I see no I have been calling and calling and calling my daughter's former dance teacher. Oh! <laughs> on my cheek while I did this. I assumed it was you, not oh, just sort no. of generally tapping into my contacts, but I was. <laughs> That's what I was my doing. My phone does this thing, and I've still not figured out what it is, but it's like some kind of fancy motion detecting thing because I'll be walking along with it in my hand not having touched anything (laughs) and it's just in my hand and I look down and it is called someone Mm. and it I've figured out I've narrowed it down to some kind of a like I had it sort of up with my elbow bent and then I put it down you know like down to straight arm and then Mm. suddenly it calls somebody but it never calls a predictable person it's always like somebody who was it's Maybe always like, whoever would be the most awkward to call. No, it's like number four in my recent call list or something. Like, it's hmm. a really bizarre... I have not figured out what its system is, but... That's funny. It happens to me every so often. That Very is awkward. funny. No, nothing quite as fun as, as those accidental, accidental phone calls. Accident. Have I told the story of our iPad troubles? I don't think we have talked about this. This was good. This was real good. We've had similar ones, but yours have Ours, surpassed It was them. great. It was great. Because we have an iPad, and <laughs> our younger kids do not have phones. And we got rid of our landline because it was just silly. So we have cell phones, but our younger kids don't have cell phones. So if it's just the two of them at home, they actually can't call us, which is a pain. So, But they can text from the iPad. Right. 
However, the iPad, it shows up as if it is Ben's phone. So my husband, Ben's phone. If I get a text from the iPad, it looks like it came from Ben. Right. I don't, somehow we have a weird situation with our Apple IDs and they all blob together in any way. Yeah. So the, the iPad will be like my 14-year-old daughter, but it looks like it's from Ben. Mm-hmm. So if I'm at the grocery store, she'll text and say, hey, could you pick up some whatever. Well, <laughs> sometime in there, oh, she fired out a text <laughs> that said, hey, can I watch an I Love Lucy? But instead of sending it to me or to Ben, she sent it to a pastor locally in town. <laughs> But it doesn't just come through as, can I watch it? I love Lucy. It's, it's like, Ben Merkel is same. asking you, can I, I watch it? Was, it? I love it's, Lucy. Would it be okay? <laughs> would it, would be, it okay? be okay if I watch it? I love Lucy. Are you like, according to, <laughs> according to what standard? Why am I the I boss know, of this, I Ben? Know. It was oh, so heard. amazing. I loved it and so much. And it felt like, didn't she just, and then there was she another just one. said like, whoops. Or something like she did it. There was no like. But then, but then there was a fellow elder, a church elder, that received a similar mistext from home, <laughs> and that one just said, "Hey, could you pick up some marshmallows?" <laughs> from Ben, though, from, ben. from one elder to another, I'm just asking if you would pick up some marshmallows. And he says, uh, "I'm in Oregon," and he's like, "I assume that's for your wife." Ha ha ha. But I'm thinking, like, what a hilarious text from Ben to me. Like, I need marshmallows. No, there's no explaining Please. it once it happens. You can't get out of it. Please get me marshmallows. No, and that, that oh, that's so good. I got, I one time had, we were gone and Lena had Luke's phone. So I get the text. It was like, Mom, no. She said, I just, so she texted one of Luke's, um, random work contacts. <laughs> she told me his name that she texted and she was like, and the worst part is I called him mama. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so bad. It's, it's this the hazards. Gosh. The, the hazards, hazards of sure. texting. I think that, that technology gives us such a great opportunity also to see the be sure your sin will find you out. Isn't that the truth? You know, the Rebel person dog who, truth. whoopsie dups, I just sent that snarky pants email. I guess I, I just shared that with everybody. <laughs> I guess oh, I just, was, that, uh, was that a public uh, post? Was I gossiping about you? <laughs> did I share that publicly? Whoops. <laughs> so funny. It's like, oh, did you see I had liked that on Facebook? So I just reread that hideous strength. Oh, isn't it amazing? It's so good, and it's been a long time. I'm kind of trying to so read. Great. I'm kind of re trying to read the books that I'm like some of my favorite books, but yeah. that it can be many years yeah. Yeah. in between reading them. Mm -hmm. And um, but I tell you that banquet scene, I uh, cannot stop snorting at the the opening yeah. of everybody oh, yeah, yeah, getting. Yeah. Oh my word! It's so so, good. so, so good. well done. I just loved it. I think that hideous strength is one we've probably talked about it before, but. I think it's one you could just keep reading that one on a loop and get more out of it because his what he has to say about marriage like there is so much in there yeah. that is so profound about marriage and about submission and about authority and about um I noticed then, this time I laughed at the Mrs. Dimble's comment to Ivy 
on what about her husband not listening to her when she was talking, Husbands and then she are says, made to be talked to." Oh, she says that at the beginning, and then later she says something about Ivy's trying to sympathize, like they never are listening, are they, yeah. or something? And she says something like, "My dear, have you ever um, like have have you ever considered that no one could listen to all that we say?" Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because it's true how much of the time. We're like just blabbing about basically nothing in particular. Uh, well, it's like I'm, one other thing about the I new like... dustpan that I prefer to the old <laughs> dustpan. <laughs> it was really on my mind about like like. <laughs> I like her her bit about husbands are made to be talked to. It helps to concentrate their minds on, <laughs> on what, what they're, they're reading, <laughs> like the yeah. sound of a weir. Oh, it was so funny. That was good. I know. That's yeah, really funny. That, yeah, it's an excellent book. It's such a good book and it's just really yeah, it's it's a delightful read. But I was glad that I reread that. And then I think I recently reread, you know, the one we've talked about so many times and all of our listeners have read, but you haven't. Oh that. Yeah. That, that one. one. We I've reread that one and I think uh, I'm gonna reread my Antonia next. I've not read that one either. I have similar suspicions about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about to be poignant. I like my Antonia. Why you don't like poignancy in a book? Mm-hmm. This might explain. You're basically a Woodhouse addict. No, I haven't read Woodhouse in a long time. But I don't like cheap poignancy. I don't mind real poignancy, but I are you calling me a cheap poignancy? No, I'm just telling aficionado. you. Aficionado. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> That because I have such a peeve about cheap poignancy, it makes me leery about it. Okay. But I'm not doubting your story. I'm just saying it's it's kind of like... Okay. Um, but it's pretty judgy for not having tried it. Well, if you read one and came back to say you mind cheap poignancy, then I would... We could discuss that. But minding cheap poignancy, when I say that's not what it is and you haven't tried it. When I come right down to it, I have things that I'm trying to get done that are keeping me busy. And so I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. And then when I think about, oh, it's like this is one of those rare moments when I could just read for fun. Because I I read, but most of the time it's not just like, oh, curl up and just have a nice read. Most of the time, that's if I'm on a trip with Ben, and by the time we get to the airline, I'm like, okay, now, here I am, sitting here, I can't do anything else, I'll just read. Right. And at that moment, I'm like, do I want something that's going to make me cry, or do I want something that's going to feel a bit more, like, fun, relaxing? Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's my big excuse. My big, fat excuse. Well, what I'm trying to do is read. I realize this is a funny thing to say, but I don't remember if I told you this. I just realized, so we live in the up north where the days are short in the winter. And people who move here from other places can have a very hard time acclimating to the winter town. Like, okay. it is different. Like, sure. I still think it's beautiful, but it is it yeah. is a different kind of challenge. And I have been generally not that sympathetic about it. Like, I'm like, ah, sure. oh, come on. You know, yeah. like, whatever. It's yeah. the way it is pony up. But then I just realized, and it came over me all at once, that I was like, I have a lot of winter coping mechanisms that I don't even think I acknowledge 
Like I've never, like I didn't put them okay, in. Okay, tell me one. In the basket. Do I have it? I think you do. What it, is it? Well, one of them was that I realized that I think I've been reading the cleaning, organizing, purging book every January for like 12 oh, years. For sure. I do this every that single happens. time. Oh, it happens. And, but I realized how much that is a coping thing because it's always looking forward. It's always like, I'm reading this because I'm going to get, like, yeah. because I'm moving out of this phase into yeah. the next one. And uh -huh. I'm like, and then uh, I've also been reading, that's like I've been listening to audiobooks or reading at night before I go to bed. And I, like, cut back on how involved dinners are generally because I'm trying to clean and, or, like, I'm just moved back to a more, um, like, you go back to a kind of, I don't know. I intentionally try to make space for myself to not, to like think or breathe or kind of like, mm. so like when I get up early and I read my Bible and I do my prayer stuff and everything, then I will like knit or do some, Luke got me a really fun needle point for Christmas. So I'm, I'm going whole hog grandma and needle pointing okay. also. And, but it's like, I do that. I prioritize those things differently than I do at other times. Like I realize, oh, I am actually. You're kind of going into hibernation. I do. I don't bit. love going out as, like I don't do as much stuff that would be kind of yeah. social. I don't like to go out after dinner. Like mm -hmm. even though I do sometimes, I don't like it. Like no. I prefer to just kind of be that home. Cozy up. Yeah. No, I think that that's just like part of the whole I think, rhythm of everything. But see, that's what I realized is that what I'm calling, what I've always considered to just be rhythms of life mm -hmm. is I think actually coping mechanisms that that's I funny. think I've picked up some of them. Do you I'm know sure what I think mom. one is though? Is, is gardening to me is like as soon as Christmas is over... You start coping like, by thinking of gardening. It's like, okay, so if I'm going to start some seeds, it'll have to be like February 1, so I should be thinking about the garden, and I yeah, should yeah. be planting it yeah. out, and then you get the seeds and start yeah. planting it. Like, totally. I think it's no, that's, that it's, sort of... it's definitely that. And the, and the thing that struck me that I thought was funny is because I, I was talking to a friend who said that this is the time of year when she always feels homesick, even if she doesn't really want to be... Like, she doesn't uh -huh. actually wish she was somewhere else. She sure. just gets it and I was like oh that's actually just the winter feeling I was like because yeah. I've never associated it with somewhere else like I need to go somewhere else yeah. but I know exactly that same feeling which mm -hmm. is like the lighting is kind of bad the situation mm -hmm. is hard you to be what? interested think, in you know what's and funny? then yeah what I think I do it by planning an event it's usually like a little ways out. I think your your thing of like the annual reading of a cleaning book, which I always do too. Yeah. I started doing this when I was in England and, and yeah, you get through Christmas uh -huh. and then it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's six months till we see anybody again and it's going to be like a long yeah. time. So I would start planning Easter. It would be like, yeah. all right, mm -hmm. so here's what we're going to do. And Got to get like, a jump start on the napkin rings now. But yeah, but yeah. you think like a long ways out and yeah, so. No, but you begin kind of the readiness of a different time. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, now I'm going to start getting ready and this is my chance to get ready. And I just <laughs> never thought of it in terms of That's it being funny. how we cope. But one of the things, so C.S. Lewis talks in, I think it's Surprised by Joy, isn't it, where he talks about northernness? He probably talks about it I was just talking places. about northernness with my daughter and she was reading the, well, the Longfellow poem, uh, you know, that he said first triggered it, that's Balder the Beautiful is dead, oh, is dead. dead. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the thing that I was going to say is a moment that happens, like on 
not every, but often in the winter, on the short, short days, the shortest days of the winter, when it's kind of a gray day, yeah. the sun comes out uh, only when it's setting. Like so, scene. it comes out, and it comes out only when it's like all the way down at the level, like it gets under the clouds. Yeah. So when it gets under the clouds, everything just lights up for this minute, and it will be like still a dark gray sky, mm-hmm. but all the trees are like on fire, gold yeah. under there. Yeah. And those moments, to me, is like the that is northernness because oh, you yeah. know it is only gonna last like a few mm-hmm. minutes, and mm-hmm. you stand there like. Ah, like take it all in, take it all in, but you can't, yeah. Yeah. and you know it's about to end, and you yeah. can't. It's like too beautiful to deal with. Oh, well, that happens all the time <laughs> though, because like all all year it round. Does. Because like the one that gets me is when it's early spring and the the leaves are just so small still on the trees oh, that they're, they're like, like electric, neon. Like, neon, like neon, yeah. And then when the sun does that, and you have this oh, like yes. this like oh, dark yes. black sky, and then the crazy neon of yeah. oh, it's, it's like, so good. Oh, and then so the other day I was coming back from Costco, and the the lighting and the everything being all frosty and amazing, it actually felt like it was too like we weren't allowed to look at it. Yeah, I like know. I honestly was having that feeling of mm-hmm. like. I should not be allowed to no. look at this. And it, it gave me that real sense of like the beauty of holiness, mm-hmm. of God's holiness. That mm-hmm. like it even though you know it's like a tiny fraction of a reflection yeah. of the kind of beauty of his holiness. Yeah. It still was like I I shouldn't be allowed to see I, this. <laughs> I don't deserve this. Like this is too beautiful. No, I can't definitely even. that that sort of when you get kind of swallowed up or overwhelmed by the beauty of it. It's yes. like yeah, that's the northernness that I think. That yes, Lewis yes. I remember about. the first time. And it's time. funny because it can hit you all different, like totally different ways, different times. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of the thing is that you can't ever, you can never really capture that it. yearning something yeah there's just something that's a intolerable yearning like a but for me i've always somewhere. attributed it to like northernness to like the desire for like spring and all of this but never to being somewhere else but for people mm. who move here i could see how all of those feelings would feel like we should go away from this place <laughs> yeah, i don't know yeah. just it was yeah. an interesting thing it made me laugh to well, realize winter is especially geared towards making you look forward that's kind of like what it does no because if you if you're a listener to live somewhere where it's all sunny around which has a lot of beautiful things going for it all this time is what you put this is the work we put in to have the most unbelievable springs yeah. Ever. Like when everyone you feel like everyone's like basically out crying in the sun <laughs> together. <laughs> or Luke always says it looks like the first warm day. He's like it looks like someone shook out a shag rug. <laughs> and so like out funny. comes staggering everyone all white and then oh, and putting on their shorts. last year's khaki shorts that looked better when they had a tan. <laughs> But we're all white and like pasty and like we can't help it. We have to be out. When it's like 47 degrees, so they're still blue and goose pimply. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where the memes come from of the people in Idaho at 40 degrees (laughs) or having a picnic because it feels, it's all about trajectory. Like 40 degrees feels just balmy after some stuff. Oh, yeah. I just love, (coughs) so this is a good time to recommend the book if people enjoy gardening. Uh, it's called Down the Garden Path 
And if you haven't read that one, that I one haven't. is just a totally delightful read. I thought you were going to say Truck a Love Story, which has... I haven't read that either. You would really get a kick out of it. I, I felt like Truck took off strong uh-huh. and then ran out of gas at the end. Uh-huh. But it was so unbelievably funny and witty about the gardening catalogs at the beginning. <laughs> it's so good. Well, this one is called Down the Garden Path by Beverly Nichols. And it was he's an English guy from the like early 20th century. And it's just his, like, he was sort of a London man about town who moved to the country and started to garden (laughs) and he has kind of a it's actually a little bit like sad in there because he has this obsession with trying to get things to bloom all year round because I think he's just scared of death you know like he just needs to see something in his garden all year round but it's a really he writes really well it's a really fun read and then he has really funny little vignettes about his neighbor down the road who has the perfect garden who's very critical of you know like (laughs) it's just it's funny huh and that's it that's but but i think this is the most exactly perfect time of year to read that book because it makes you get like because you're in the mood you're ready it's freezing cold and the ground is frozen and also like muddy at the same time so you're actually not behind no you're not not behind like get you 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 all ready to think about and it's kind of like slightly philosophical about gardening, you know, it's fun. It's a really fun one. I was thinking about we've talked before, or I feel like there have been some questions, or we've had like somehow I feel like this has come up kind of that we've said, you know, be interested in things, yeah, to be an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Well, it recently struck me how much God uses how much those interests are really important in sharing the gospel because. Okay. If Christians are very interested people and they have lots of things that they have dabbled in or or they have a working knowledge, you know, like a baseline knowledge. I was just thinking about some of the rather obscure things that I have done that have been common ground for sure. me with someone that I otherwise would have uh-huh. had nothing else in common with them. Yeah. Like you have something to, sh- you have some shared experience or some interest and if you're not interested in a lot of things, it's very hard to connect with people who mm-hmm. are not exactly in your in your little... That's true. I think it just broadens you, though, as a person, too. I think it's worth like, doing besides that, but I'm saying that's a side benefit yeah, of it. Is that you are... Because if you're an interested person, you could... You know, you're always willing to listen to other... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're always willing to hear other... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think this world is big and life is short and we don't have very much time to try to get our heads around it because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a little bit speedy this life. Isn't it? <laughs> I have, I have a thing to say though about my, this year's cleaning book. Did you got the same one? I got the same book and, and I'm a little ways into it. And how are you finding it? Hilarious. I'm, I'm, Yeah. It's funny. I agree. I think it's funny. So this this year's pick from me was a super random grab bag. It was part of why I realized that I do this every year is because yeah. I found myself instead of having the book already that I yeah. wanted to read, I was like, 
what am I, where's my organizing yeah, where book? Where is it? What can I do? <laughs> Which is so weird. But well, I think like two years ago I read uh, Life Changing Magic of Tidying, tidying Up. Tidying Up. I two, think I read maybe that. three yeah, years three. ago. I think I got that three and years And then we ago. did the Slob Clum, Clums. The Slob Clums. Yeah. The Slob Comes, comes Clean. clean. That we that was, last year. And you know the thing is is that I maybe take away like one or two things from each one. But you know, what I, it does for me is get my head into the in problem the yeah. and then because I'm like no I don't agree with that what I would like to do is not that and then yeah. you, you realize that you're actually thinking and have an opinion about this and that that's just as I fruitful as going by you, their method it gives me this really funny because she's talking about it like okay I was a person who was a housekeeping messer messer and I had to figure it out. This was the out. same in the slob comes clean. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of similarities, but she's like... Not what in the life-changing like, magic, She doesn't though. say inept. It's like, I'm house-cleaning... Oh, what's the word she uses? Oh, anyway, like, somebody who's naturally she's not like, is it gifted at it. And so, I don't know, but then impaired. she's like... Impaired. Housekeeping impaired. impaired. And she goes through and she's giving all of these systems and she keeps saying now to someone who's good at housekeeping they will think this is so and obvious like, why did you ever think of this? like well that's me am like, i good at housekeeping and then it's like <laughs> but the housekeeping impaired will feel like wow that's life-changing and the funny part is i keep looking at it like i'm neither one of those because i have the same problem <laughs> but it wasn't because i couldn't think of a solution it's most of the time for me it's because i've already invented the solution but it's going to require four built-ins and that's so far down the road because we still have to finish the kitchen first so yeah. we can't get to the built-in you well, it's so, because you don't you, know. you don't settle often no i'm not i'm i'm i have a bad problem there yeah so but i i am the great compromiser <laughs> <laughs> my spiritual gift is not sticking to plan. I start out and I'm like, this have, isn't working. I have like a horrible yearning for permanence. Yeah, like, Becca, that's why the built-ins for Becca mm, is that in order to have your glasses in, in the right place, it needs to be a cupboard built to fit them. Yeah, basically. I'm going to probably have to design a special paper to like line the interior of the cupboard. And with. then the problem is... Do you get a new salt and pepper shaker and the whole system and is blown? The whole system's blown, and like, you're like, oh, oh we man. can't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. Do Basically, that everything thing. would have to be made of cast stone so that nothing ever breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is. It's like it's a bad. It's like I, I do have this yearning for permanence. I'm like, maybe that's what. Maybe that's what heaven will be like. That's what eternity it in our be, hearts it will, is. Yeah, it'll be Eternally pin caddied in the right place. You'll be able to figure it out without it all going to seed every and other minute. And the funny thing is that that is not me. I don't, I don't, I don't yearn for that in the same way at Well, it's all. funny because I always thought of you and mom as big rearrangers because mom, well, we and, are. mom and Rachel are always rearranging yeah. things and, and, you know, let me just redo this. And I'm always wanting the perfect built-in. Becca, no, but you rearrange only on the quest for the final the arrangement. Thing, because I realize... She rearranges <laughs> only in the hope of finding the resting place but of everything. That's the funny part, is I realize I rearrange just as often as you. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought of you guys as the rearrangers, but I always have this idea that I'll solve it. It's like this I will This is the solve... rearrange for all time. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll just have it sorted and then I'll be able to change out my throw pillows seasonally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and how's yeah, that working out for you so well, far? Currently, I got no 
throw pillows. Because, <laughs> you know, we're working on the built-ins. Right. We got to do in the final resting place of all the furniture. Yeah. So, that's bad. the thing is that I... I do rearrange a lot, I, but not so do I. Less now because I'm more often just frantically trying to clean up, not trying yeah. to. Re- I don't have the yeah. time as often. I'm getting a little bit closer. I'm starting to feel more like I've got kind of my head around what my furniture is supposed to be doing in my house, but so still not quite there yet. So this this um, book that we're both reading is called I just Amazoned it up. I can't even. I don't I even will know. pull it up. It's in. It's my called Kindle. the house that cleans itself. Oh yeah, there we go. That's what it is. And I did think that the premise was funny. I mean, I. It like, is funny. She's got a lot of good ideas in there, but yeah. some of them are are odd. Well, and some of them are adaptable for me, and some of them. Some of them aren't. sound like the worst of all possible suggestions. But some of it, I'm like, but see, I didn't have a problem there. My well, problem is somewhere else. But that's yes, right. but but. The thing that I think was, I, I still enjoy her. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you the thing that is the takeaway from this book for me. The, there's a number of little things here and there that I have been like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'll take that into consideration. Sure. Um, and a number that I've rejected already as being things I hate. Yeah. But I'll tell but you. But all of them she does throw out there as a, like, maybe this might help you if you Yeah, she's not. She's not being overly bossy at all. But, like, installing a pull-down blind... Yep, that was the one that gave me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. On your kitchen counter to put your extra groceries that you didn't put away. Just pull a... a I thought that that was taking a lot of things way too far. (laughs) Pull a blind down and hide them behind it. It's like, oops... Well, see, that would stress me out so much. <laughs> well, mostly because I would make me never use it. I so I kind of fear of roll roller. Yeah, blinds. but think of if you put a blind <laughs> under your counter to do that, and then and then you imagine yourself coming home with the groceries. Would you use it, or would you look at it and be like, "Not today, roller blind. Not today. <laughs> Watch me put these all away right away." Because oh. see, I think that that would be really hard for me. You couldn't. Because well, to you me, you wouldn't ever like... leave the groceries on the floor if you had a roller blind there taunting you. <laughs> but my thought is like, <laughs> what if you just put, put them an, away? Put an upturned milk crate over them on the floor and used it as a seat. Ooh. And then you could do that with your un- what if you had, unattended what if you, groceries. <laughs> I thought that was weird, too. Okay, so moving on, though, to the big takeaway. So I did not realize, because I knew nothing really about this book that I was snagging, mm-hmm. except for that the... that the So I knew that the woman was a Christian, because I think she writes Christian yeah, I think so. novels. And, and I just... Got it. Well, I'm going to say something about that second. So she pops off with the occasional epic Christian cheese bob that comes out. <laughs> but this is the thing that I've just got to say. What do you mean by the epic Christian Like she's bob. occasionally very cheesy in a, in a uniquely Christian I've kind of a way. I've not hit any of that. Okay, but, but this is the thing is it was pretty minor in the midst of a whole lot of great things. So that was the thing that was funny to me. 
So I just have to say though, I did read the life changing magic of tidying up, and I got like a couple things that I took Talk away from about that one. Worse but Jesus. that's what I was gonna say. We are not somehow embarrassed by someone talking about being a Shinto shrine maiden and where to put all of your like overly anxiety ridden clutter no. problems. We're like, well, she's just really unique, and you're like, but then if it's a Christian sister who does something like a roller blind under, you're like, I can't even think about this. It's too stressful. So, but the point is, I pop into this chapter where I felt like this was just like. It was so good and so funny all at one time. And I think it was because I didn't really... I, I wasn't expecting this to be a religious book. Okay. Right? So this chapter is like, I saved the last step, which is really the most important step for this chapter, so that hopefully you're already, like, into the book. You know, you're yeah. already into thinking about it. Well, I'm sure that you've heard of prayer walks, which is a thing that... Christians do not all Christians but many Christians do which is when you just like walk through your neighborhood and you pray when you're passing each house you just pray for the people in that house so you're not anointing the neighborhood with oil you're just praying to the Lord as you walk by places okay. so it's basically like working your way through your prayer card yeah at your you know as you walk and so she says I guess her church really recommends this and she's like so this is the most important step that you need to do. She was like, you need to prayer walk your house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, start at the front door. She talks about, this is what I meant by the occasional cheese of like, you need to make sure this that. This is nowhere near as weird as Thanking your chapstick yeah, like, for helping you in yeah, your hour like of need. Speaking to your sweaters. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was saying, good night, purse. Yeah. Rest well. So <laughs> anyways, she goes, she talks about it praying your way through your house and and she said and see I felt like she threw a few things in there that were embarrassing to me in okay. this in this expo- in in her description of doing it there were some things that made me blush even imagine such a time <laughs> when she's like if you don't have something like it's like if you don't have something to say at some point sing a verse of our God is an awesome God or dance before the Lord and the Whoa. idea the idea of just solo dancing before the Lord in your bathroom <laughs> is one that does not cut with the grain of of my of our very sort of Scottish dispositions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our northern our northern well, behaviors. Of but I have to, but I have to say that at the same time, it's not like I know as well as the rest of us that. David danced before the Lord in a no and when he no, had the Ark no, of the Covenant I think that there was more cause for David to dance before the Lord but at the same time he was clearly yeah. caught up in the moment that was not sure. making him look cool Yeah, and I just think you know whatever if you're going to do that good on you Like, but <laughs> I immediately felt like challenge accepted whatever your name is Mindy Starnes Clark or something I'm like because I can't read someone telling me to pray my way through my house and then dismiss it. Like, be like, nah, I don't need to. So, I was like, well, I definitely need to try that. Mostly because it was shockingly, to me, seems so obvious. And I do, like, already probably, I would say 70% of that, I already do. Like, when you're folding the laundry and you just pray sure. for different people. Or you're like, pray yeah. about your house. 
But the thing that I thought was really interesting is that you don't even think, like, your petty troubles. Like, so, for instance, I had a toothbrush problem. I, well, no, I have had a running toothbrush problem for all you my have life, a strange basically. toothbrush conundrum. Yeah. They are not easy to deal with when you have so many of them. Yeah, and when you have too many, and then you're like, wait. How did we get 49 this, toothbrushes? <laughs> this is not tallying up. I just bought new toothbrushes for everyone. And I actually sent people with garbage bags to collect <laughs> other toothbrushes. Any toothbrushes that are rogue in this yeah. house, collect uh-huh. them now. So anyways, the the thing that um, that I realized is that, you know, the processing of a little problem like that, like, oh, I have this little annoyance. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I might talk to a friend about it. I might think about it. I might Google something. I might uh-huh. start shopping on Amazon. Yeah. What I did not do at any time in that is take it to the Lord. <laughs> because you feel like this is a really petty, dumb sure. thing, you know? But you're spending time on it. And you're yeah. spending mental energy on it. Why would you not pray about it? Yeah. And I, that was the thing that I felt like was quite a little bit of a challenge accepted because I've prayed it over many parts of our house but I had not I had not I'll I'll be willing to admit here prayed over our bathrooms at any time (laughs) you know what I mean like and as though and like I say that and it's kind of funny to say like I hadn't prayed about our bathrooms or looking into our bathrooms wasn't praying about them but that's really kind of shameful when you think about the luxury that is our bathrooms. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, to not even have been, like, major Thanksgivings here. <laughs> we have funny. hot running water and a toilet. That's funny. Well, come on. Have you prayed into your bathroom? I know that I have thanked the Lord for those things before. Yes. Godlier than I am, yeah, apparently. that's I mean, what just came out there. Mm, I, might, I might have thanked him for them at some time. But, but not no, this I, way. No, was, I have not made a practice of just, like, praying around a room. Right. Know? And the thing that was interesting to me, and the reason I'm recommending that all of our listeners do it, is that we do believe that the wor- that your work at home is potent and powerful and important. Mm-hmm. And that why are we not asking God to help it be more and more so yeah. as we submit it to Him and want to please Him with what we're doing and how we're spending our time in our homes and... And also, nothing is too small to take to God. No, know? totally. So, and I and one of the things that struck me already the first time that I did it, I had several, probably three, really helpful sort of, you know, insights or th- you know, like where it's just yeah. approaching it that way gave me. But one of them is I realized this is the kind that I think is helpful, is that you know looking at the living room and I'm like what would I pray about as regards our living room? Well, of course I'm praying for, you know, my children to grow up to be good friends and that this place would be a place that they will always, you know, that they will always remember this as being a loving, wonderful place to be and that this will be formative in their lives and that this is, and, and the thing is, is that you, you pray that and it's like, yes and amen. And you're like, great. Cause of course I believed that before, but something about saying it, made it so that later on in the day when the kids are all sprawled out in the living room and playing cards with each other what I'm seeing as an answer to prayer 
not the mess I need to clean up or the things like what I I, like reoriented my thinking about it in a way that was really positive so that's good that's what I'm recommending well I am not there yet in the book so (coughs) so next we shall see yeah I need to press on past that I kind of felt like I felt like I'd reached the pinnacle of what would be helpful to me in that book and then I kind of petered off but need to get back onto it yeah, I'm still in the early bits where she's having you walk through the whole house and, and make a list of all the things you see, but I don't have time. So, No, but I didn't actually do it, but I still thought it was a funny, helpful thing. No, it is. Like, it's a, I it's a great idea. If like, I had a spare day, I would like, <coughs> well, totally do even it. even if you don't do it the way that you think about it, like what do these items that, that get bogged down here have in common? Mm-hmm. I like her just saying you should approach your house like a detective. Like, figure out why is this mess continuing to be here and what can we do to solve it. Right. And that is kind of like, it's just a tiny adjustment in how you think Mm -hmm. of it. But it does make a difference. Well, she's big on the, like, don't don't make systems that bet on you changing. That's, that was a very good insight. Like, change the house. Don't try and change your personality. Well, don't expect that you're just going to have no problem sticking to something that you've never done before. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, like, of course people can change, but you certainly can't just flip a switch and, oh, now I'm OCD, so that's good. Yeah, right? Now I'm now I'm really <laughs> organized. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. So I think that is really good, is trying to come up with systems in the house that actually channel mm-hmm. the problems where they, where they occur. Mm-hmm. Try and sort I think it there. the thing. I think the other thing that I like about reading different books is even if I don't love the approach or the idea or the whatever, people who took the time to write a book about homemaking or housekeeping are people who take it seriously yeah. and who are respecting it as a thing. And mm-hmm. I actually think that my interest in this went all the way back to mom's books that she had as a children of do I dust or vacuum first oh I love those and and speed cleaning and I read those for like leisure hang tight speed cleaning is the boss of the world but I I I, love it if only I could do it if only I did it consistently but I love it I love it a lot there's mm-hmm. a whole thing there that appeals deeply. That's Don Aslett, right? No. No. That's the do He's I dust, dust vacuum vacuum first. first. Jeff Campbell is yeah, speed, cleaning. speed cleaning. and dang. It's and they, good. like, sell the supplies. Yeah, they've and got a you whole get the catalog. Caddy. I have the apron. I have some of the cleaning products. Yeah, woo. We should team up and clean I the house I made some together. of the aprons for my children because it was sort of like, you know, like, yeah. you can do the bathroom and you can do the... Problem is, guess what? Guess what it comes down to? Do you not have a built-in for your cleaning supplies? Yeah, it's the built-in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's funny, except for it's also being a problem for me. Not that I need a built-in, but no, I... you need a closet. You, you need, need a, a shelf, place that you, you can put the caddy and the stuff. Yeah, and it needs to be. Because you have, like, a razor blade and, like, things that are decent but stuff. I love for it me, because... For me, it has to be somewhere that Moses cannot easily mm-hmm. get into it. And for me, it is currently sitting in a little weird heap at the bottom of the basement stairs. That's the perfect place. It is not handy. No, it is not. And then you're like, you need something Mm. and you go and have a rummage through the (laughs) odd dusty pot down there. It's not good. It's like what it needs. What I need, guys, is a beautiful built-in 
cleaning closet with a light inside so that you can easily see what's yeah that's not that's not next up on the list so no so this is why the book i think is well, like Becca, i have like a suggestion to a i have a great gap. i have a great suggestion don't talk to me about rubbermaid drawer systems no i'm not gonna talk to you about that all you need is a little roller blind mounted <laughs> somewhere where it was done and it wasn't horrible or something <laughs> but i was really stalled out about i did that. too i really i really I got like mm -hmm. that seemed to me, to me almost like, like telling you to go just when you get your the rug it's, it seemed like saying like when you get a load of laundry out of the dryer that you're not ready to fold throw it in your bathtub <laughs> like yeah really yeah i don't think that's why i know the thing Speak is no but but the deal is this is where i stall out is she says go through, just right now, like walk through your house and write down the messes that you see and why are they there? Like think about it, why are they there? Mine, it's so obvious. In my living room, in my dining room, and then my front sort of room that has no is, name. Is this shortage floor. of built-ins? Well, yeah, because I don't have a coat, <laughs> like I don't have a coat closet whatsoever in the whole downstairs. So... I have coats, I have shoes, I have backpacks lying all over the downstairs. We are building the coat room. It is 80% done, but it is not yet, Does it doesn't have all the hooks up. As soon as all the hooks are there, then kids can hang their backpacks on the hooks and then they have a place to live. They don't have a place to live and I don't have a closet, I don't have, so mm. they just kind of go on the, they're Our coming house. from school and they put them on the coffee table or on the sofa because then they sit down on the sofa and do their homework so it's yeah. kind of like it's my you know. our house has uh was not made to house as many people as we have and it had an yeah. addition put on but they didn't expand the storage you know like the yeah. basic so the front hall there's like this tiny little closet yeah. which we use as kitchen overflow because yeah. we have too much stuff to keep in the you know and so we have like hooks and a long thing of bins with people's initials on them yeah. Under a thing for shoes. But this time of year when people have boots too, becomes kind of a scene at the front oh, yeah. door. You're like, yeah, come in if you can. Yeah. Like battle past this. They're all, I mean, even when everything's hanging up, it's just like standing off the wall really far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got it. Yeah. And see, at least out. you have hooks and I don't. So they just kind of scatter about, you know, it's like, yeah. So anyway, it's, and my problem is not that I can't see it or that I don't have an idea on how to fix it. It's just like, come on, we're in construction mode. Well, what we're you should trying. do is just buy uh, like a cheap coat rack and put it inside the door. You know, like a, like but a. This is like your, your thing. Like, could your family's equipment live on a cheap coat rack? No, but the coats could. I have a cheap coat rack. I could set it there. I just You should just try it. That's what she said. She had that hot tip I thought was interesting. She was like, as many places as you can change an already existing bad habit into a tidy habit, yeah. do that. So she says, like, if there's a chair that you always throw your purse and coat on, swap yeah. it out for a coat rack. That so is that one funny quirk that I have noticed about myself is that I put things back where I found them. 
regardless of whether that was where it goes. So <laughs> I will like, it's a, it's a ridiculous problem because if I have everything where it goes, then I get it out and I put it right back and I get it out and I put it right back and it's just fine. But if one person puts the cheese grater in the wrong place, Is it then everyone I, does this or then I, mean, I put it back there. Like I'll get it out. So you're and just stick easily led. I'm easily thwarted with my systems. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. So anyway, yeah, if I come in and I hang my purse on a hook, then I will do it every single day. I will hang it on that hook. But if I come in and I put it on the coffee table, then it just becomes a very odd habit of like, there's That's my purse. It's on the coffee table. <laughs> so I'm on a bread box binge. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. I ordered my second bread box. But What's this one for? Cleaning supplies. Well, no, it's not tall enough to do cleaning supplies. Speed but it is, cleaning system it's, box. It's a smaller one. I found, I would have probably gotten an all white one if I had seen it before I ordered my last one. But I thought my options were red or turquoise, and then I found an all-white one. Okay. But there's one that's smaller, like it's not as long. Yeah. And right now, I got it because we have I have my cookbook shelf, and there's one spot on the shelf that always ends up collecting the odd things. And stuff moves through it fast, but like if mm-hmm. I find someone's earring yep. on the floor, that's yep. where I put it. Yep. And it. And then, or like the checkbook is there a lot, or the keys. But it is just a messy place where like... It might be Luke's wallet. It might yeah. be... Like, it's just an odd collection yeah. of things on the top of the shelf. Yeah. So, I ordered this because I was like, this is cute. Yeah. This would be great. But now, right now, I got it. I I got a table out of the garbage on Sunday. Okay. So, what garbage? One near our house. It was a dumpster. Okay. On our way to church, I was like, that looks like something sort of cute by that dumpster off in the distance. It was just word. beside it. And then on our way home... We turned off to go check it out. And it was, yeah. in fact, a cute table sitting okay. by the dumpster. So we checked it in the back. Yeah. So right now, I have a lamp on it and a little plant somebody gave me that's cute. And then this box. But see, it's the perfect thing for, like, keeping hair things like brushes or hair yeah. things. It would fit perfectly, the bigger one, on the back of a toilet with, like, extra toilet paper rolls. Or, like, you uh, know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or... On a, on a bathroom counter with a blow dryer and a curling iron and stuff uh-huh. in it because it's like a nice Is it hinged? Does it have a hinged yes, lid? Yes, it's a hinged lid. So oh. it's like the lift up, but it keeps closing so it is it stays Clever. looking tidy. I like I'm this. afraid I'm slipping How into... How about pot holders next to your stove? I'm, I'm afraid that I'm slipping into a bread box solution for every problem I have right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we should order a bread box for that. <laughs> But, you know. I could get into it. The I white one is really it. cute and simple. Yeah. It's not, it's like. I feel like the right containers also inspire you. I think that that's happening because it's been many years that I have not bothered to buy new containers. Because I'm like, I have a little basket or I'll just use this or I'll do yeah. that. And I don't do, and then I realize now I'm super psyched up about these particular containers. That's awesome. So we should probably wrap we this thing go up, huh? As we. We should blast off home and try to organize up our life. Yeah, so recommend, hot tip, bread boxes. Bread boxes down the garden path and the speed cleaning book. And actually, if you you have special, if you think about your own life system and you have special coping mechanisms for different times of the year. Right in. Write in and tell, tell us. us. Find out. Like, I've become a monster tea drinker right now, and that's a funny thing. 
Well, we're kind of obviously both of us on a quest for good ideas. So if yeah. somebody has them, mail them in. Fire those out. Send it to our editors. Well, how do we want them to put it on Facebook? Put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook. It'd be great. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good week. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.